Once again, good morning. As hard as it is to believe, it is already Advent. And I love this season. I love this time of year, this time of preparation. Now, many things occur with Advent. For one thing, we are beginning a new church year. Yes, we are moving from year A to year B. Moving from the Gospel of Matthew to the Gospel of Mark. So, Happy New Year. It is also a time of expected waiting and to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Son, the incarnation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is a time where we can sit in prayer and for preparation, prepare our own lives for the incarnation. It is also the time of year when I get to watch Christmas vacation once again. And yes, I have already watched it. This past weekend. <laughs> Love that movie. Now saying that in Advent we'll spend more time in prayer, more time in silence, more time preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ is a lot easier to say it than actually doing it. As often happens, the world does not put or get put on hold during our liturgical seasons. We still have work. We have to do more than prepare ourselves spiritually for Christ. We have to get things prepared for the Christmas holiday as well. Perhaps we have to go out and finish purchasing gifts, buy food, make plans for travel, hopefully, or I should say normally. The list seems to go on. We still have work to get done at our jobs, all the while doing the things we have to do to keep the house clean and in order and all those good things. Often it seems that Advent gets put on the back burner. It seems difficult to truly stop and, and, and reflect to prepare. To prepare ourselves spiritually. How then do we change habits to reflect the spirit of Advent. How are we to prepare ourselves in the midst, midst of such busyness? How are we to await the coming of Christ when the world around us needs our attention? Perhaps the answer to this is we need to look at what we are doing now to prepare ourselves. After all, Christmas will be here Regardless of if we got the gifts, if we got the food, or if we're going anywhere or not. And this is why it's important to be spiritually ready. That way when Christmas gets here, we're not spiritually drained. Advent serves two purposes. Both of which involve the coming of Christ. The first purpose is to share in the anticipation of the birth of the Messiah. And the second is to remain alert for the second coming of Christ. And the latter is what we work towards. It is why we must figure out ways to prepare ourselves. Now, the second coming has long been awaited on. Christ spoke of the second coming. St. Paul spoke on it. Since the early church, Christians have long prepared themselves for the second coming. And our gospel today is one of the times Christ spoke of the second coming. Our reading is taken from chapter 13 of Mark's gospel, also known as the mini apocalypse. 
The end of Jesus' earthly ministry is approaching. He is already in Jerusalem. And he is not making friends while there. He has been teaching various teachings during this week in Jerusalem, many of which were going against the religious leaders of the time. Now he's preparing them for the end. For his return. He is teaching them this to prepare them for the coming of the kingdom. Before this, he had been addressing those outside of the kingdom, telling them the importance of accepting that. Now, he is warning those in God's kingdom. Chapter 13 begins with Jesus and his disciples in the temple. And the disciples were remarking on the beauty of the temple. Jesus told them that soon that temple, that marvelous structure will be destroyed. Which did happen at the fall of Jerusalem. Then they went up to the Mount of Olives and his disciples asked, when will this happen? And what signs would there be that they can know that this is happening? And this is what sets up what we heard this morning. Jesus began talking about the signs, including a warning that there was some who were going to come to try to lead them astray. He continues by telling them of the hardships that they will endure. That, that, that is approaching them. The suffering that will happen. The pain that will take place. And then he gets to what we heard this morning. Jesus draws from the scriptures to foretell his coming. Specifically from Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Joel. The prophets use images of sun, the moon, the stars to show the greatest earthly powers. And at the coming of the Son of Man, even these great powers will fall. He will come from the clouds with great power. He tells them that the angels will go to the ends of the earth to gather up the elect. That shows us two things. It shows how far, they, how far the kingdom of God stretches, but it also tells the disciples what their mission is. That they are to go to the ends of the earth, not only to spread the gospel, but to prepare all people for this event. He then addresses the signs of the time using agriculture, a common reference that many would have understood at that time. He uses the fig tree as a le lesson of watching for the signs. I like to watch a fig tree. See it putting out leaves on its branches. And from that, know that summer is approaching. The same thing when they see the suffering taking place. They know the end is coming. And around the time the people were first be, would first read St. Mark's gospel, the people began to see these warnings. It was around the time of this gospel's writing that they, were saw, they saw the uprising in Jerusalem. They saw the armies of Rome sweep in. They see the destruction of the temple. They began to see suffering for the sake of the gospel. They're seeing the pain and suffering of the people. They are beginning to see the signs. Just as they can see the leaves on a fig tree beginning to bloom and no summer is near. They see the signs and know that the second coming is approaching. However, it is just signs as they will not know the actual fate or time or hour 
until it happens. The reason is that all these things that Jesus said would happen needed to happen. The end will not happen until all that Jesus foretold would take place. And although all will pass away at that time, his words will live on. Jesus here goes from a time close at hand to a distant future. As one biblical commentator put it, it's like seeing two great mountain peaks at a distance, but not seeing the vast valley between them. Though the signs are happening, the coming is not immediate. So what they needed to do was be ready to prepare themselves. Since they did not know when it would happen, it was important for them to be ready to remain watchful and to keep sharing the gospel. Even if that meant pain and suffering. Because Christ is returning. In the same manner, we are preparing ourselves for the return of Christ in this Advent season. That can feel like we are caught off guard. Especially with how fast time seems to go by. Well, that was before this year. But as I grow older, I realize it's growing, it goes by even faster. And before we know it, Advent will be over. Christmas will be here. Even if we did not adequately prepare ourselves, our hearts, our minds for the Christmas season, it still will come. This is why it is important to prepare ourselves for the coming of Christ during Advent. Truly prepare ourselves for the arrival of Christ. Not just decorating and making plans for Christmas Preparing our hearts, our minds, our souls. Once again, saying that we will do that is much more difficult than actually doing it, especially with the busyness of the season. So how do we do this? How do we truly prepare ourselves, especially with the stressors of life surrounding us? We often, well, at least I often think that when, when we do things, we have to do them big. We have to go all out. As much as I would love to spend the entirety of Advent in silent prayer and reflecting on the, on the coming of Christ, I can't. But what we can do are small things that prepares us, that spiritually readies us for Christ. There's a saying, Lex or Arandi, Lex Credendi. Which means praying shapes believing. This says our actions, what we do, shapes how or what we believe. And this is one way we can focus on how we prepare ourselves by doing something, even a small something. Perhaps spend each day in quiet prayer for a few moments. Perhaps reading a daily or weekly Advent devotional. Or by tuning into church every Advent Sunday. Doing these things shapes our belief, shapes our faith, prepares us for the coming. In the Eucharistic service during Advent, we are adopting an old practice by saying the prayer for humble access. In that, we are preparing ourselves to receive Christ in the bread. This is a small thing we are doing to prepare ourselves for Christ. This Advent, 
I challenge us all to find one small way that we can do something that reflects our faith, that helps us prepare for the coming of the Messiah, for the incarnation of the Son. Because if we find time to do whatever action it is that prepares us, when we get to the Christmas season, we will get there spiritually recharged, refreshed, and ready for Christ. We know that Christ is coming. We know that Christmas will get here. So let's get ready. Prepare your hearts and your minds and your souls for this. In the midst of worldly busyness, let us remain watchful. Remain watchful to our spiritual selves. Remain watchful for Christ. But most of all, my friends, have a blessed and safe Advent. Amen.